So today, uh, our last summer rerun, it's still summer, it's already gone back to school, but it's still summer, yeah, legally it's still summer, <coughs> amen. Um, so we're talking series today, or our message today is entitled Day to Day, and um, one thing, I, one thing I just so appreciate about being a part of the kingdom of God is that how God has told me and shown me and revealed to me how life is so much about taking responsibility for yourself and for your own actions. And, you know, what happens in your life, you literally cannot blame other people, yet we do for a long period of time until we learn otherwise. If you're not in church, if a person is not in church and they're not learning and receiving from the truth of God's Word, most people will never learn how to take responsibility for their own actions. Most people will never learn how to live day to day and realize that your future, that God has already prepared for you, is in your hands. No, no, Pastor, my future is in God's hands. Yeah, it is, but God put it in your hands to learn what your future is from His perspective, and then He brings it to pass. See, you play such a key part in that because if, you, if there's no belief system built and established on the inside of you, God's plan for your life cannot come to pass. Why? Because we are joint heirs with him he set it up for us to be part of the equation in the mix to see his plan and purpose come to pass and if you stay out of the mix he will not just make it come to pass you know why because his plan for your life without true faith in you would destroy you you would not be able to handle his plan for your life if you're not developed internally. That's why we have to know how to live our lives day to day. So I'm, I'm going to read just a couple of passages of Scripture. Actually, just three passages, but two stories that I'm going to read out of Scripture that, that really drive this point home. Um, in Matthew 14... And verse 25, kind of just jumping into a story. Well, I mean, it, it, you know, Jesus, his stories and examples throughout the Bible ha have profound meanings that you can, you can get one thing out of one time. Actually, when I preached this last time, I made a point, but I'm making a different point today because you can always get something new out of the Word. Hmm? Always. The, the only difference in the Bible and the Webster's Dictionary is that the Bible, the, the Webster's Dictionary gives you information, but the Bible gives you information that the revelation of it never ceases. It never stops. It always is coming. When you get a definition of a word from the Webster's and you read it, well, that's kind of the definition. I mean, you may get a little more insight in it, but not like you do from the Bible. 
The Bible is the living word of God. It's the knowledge and revelation that comes from God to establish us in the earth so we can become the people God created us to be. Before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for your life. Before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for my life, for your life. Wow. Before the foundation, before Adam and Eve, God had a plan for our life. I, I like meditating on things like that because you, you can't understand things like that. In the natural, you can't understand things. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. If we came from Adam and Eve, if we're, all, if we're all direct, have a direct connection to Adam and Eve, every human being does, and yet God had a plan for my life before Adam and Eve? <laughs> I love meditating on things like that. See, because it's because that doesn't make any sense, and it seems impossible, but nothing's impossible with God. And if God said before the foundation, then it was before the foundation. It wasn't after the fa foundation. It wasn't like, you know, the year before I was born, you know, or while I was in the womb, God, you know, worked up some plan for my life. No, before the foundation of the world, He had a plan for you in my life. I don't know about you, but... I've got to live my life trusting in that and not in anything else. I said not in anything else. You trust in anything else and it won't work. I'm saying today, I trust in Him and Him alone. Amen? And, as you've heard me say this, I trust the God that is in me. I trust the God inside of me. Number one, that means you have to believe there, that God is inside of you. That his presence, his Holy Spirit is in you. And then learning to trust that and your conscience, your intuition, your, your knowing, your hearing internally instead of here. And that's, that's what the whole battle and fight is in life on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, is Megan in here or is she in the... Oh, there she is. We have a little prayer time back here right before service for about five minutes and today Megan shared, I have somebody sharing something different each week and she shared a word today about personal space and uh, she had a hula hoop man I, I, wanted, I wanted to work that hula hoop man, I thought she was going to have one of us volunteer, I was going to volunteer and show I can, I can take that hula hoop knock it down but uh, she put a hula hoop out there and put somebody in the middle and had other people get inside of it and like crowding their personal space. And all of those people represented different voices and things that come to you. It was a great example. I mean, that was a great example. But every day you've got people crowding you, voices crowding you, telling you things that go contrary to what God and His Word says is true. And those things are constantly after you day to day. We have to believe in the God in us, and we have to believe in that voice that will dispel all the other voices and the other things. This is, this is what I really appreciate about the voice of the Spirit. When I put stock day to day in the voice of the Spirit, then He will constantly tell me, because it doesn't say the other voices don't come, no, they come and they're loud. And it doesn't say they don't come, but when they come, He will always show me, if I'll, if I'll pay attention to that, He'll say, you know what? That wasn't true. 
That's not true. Yeah, but so-and-so said this. Yeah, but that's not true. That's not true. He'll show you that over and over and over again because if you stay worked up by voices telling you things that are not true, you will not believe him. Peace is the proof of your victory. Peace, having peace in your hearing and your knowing in the moment is the proof of your victory. In other words, stuff came to disrupt you, to disrupt your peace, to try to get you moved and stirred up and get you in your emotions and mad and angry and all those kind of things. But that voice says, you know what, that's not true. Shut it down. And day to day, when you learn to do that, and that becomes a way of life, then you'll live victoriously for the rest of your life. That's what God intended for you and I. His ultimate plan for you and I was to live victorious every day. To live on top and not underneath. To be world overcomers that are overcoming day to day, all the time. That's, that's the plan for God on a day-to-day basis. Can you say amen? Amen. Matthew 14 and verse 25. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying. Now, I'm just going to spend some time breaking some things down in here, and I just I want you to really pay attention and follow with me, okay? How many in here, if uh, you were in a boat, you were down at, down at Padre Corpus, and you'd taken a boat out, and the sun went down, and you were out on a boat, and you look out on the water, and somebody's walking on it. Would anybody be somewhat troubled? Okay? So, so it's okay that they were troubled, right? Right? But it's not okay to be troubled saying. They were troubled, comma, saying, comma. It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Because they didn't control what came at them. They gave into it and started saying, oh my God, it's a ghost. We're going to die. I mean, there's no telling what else they said. Does that affect the way you see things? But what it does is it identifies where your faith is. Okay? So we've all been there. We've all said those kind of things. We've all felt that in one form or another at different times. You you know, get out of the sea situation and put yourself in a day-to-day situation where you were troubled, but then you started saying, And when you start saying things, you identify what you've been meditating on. Because if you've been meditating on the Word, 
when trouble comes, then you start saying, well, I don't know what it is out there, but the angels of God encamp around about me. They protect me in all of my ways. Lord, you commanded me, you commanded me to fear no evil because you're with me. I'm confident today, no matter what that is out there on the sea, what that is out there walking, I'm confident that you've got my back and you've got me covered. If that's what you're saying, trouble leaves. If not, trouble stays and it leads to fear. And fear does what? It gets inside of you, it grips you. It gets on you and you can even continue. It'll come at you and then it gets on you and you can even stop it there. But you give in by what you say, it'll get inside of you and and control you. It'll grip you. It'll make you do things in the natural that you shouldn't be doing. It'll cause your actions to be not according to how God would have you to react. And it all goes back to the things that you say. He said here, watch this. But immediately, and I'll just say, if not sooner. So every time that trouble comes into your life, Jesus is there speaking. But the deal is, the only things that he can speak to you are the things that you're familiar with. And what are you familiar with? Not something you've heard ten years ago but something that you're hearing yourself say every day. Immediately, if not sooner, Jesus will speak when trouble comes. And that's what he's going to give you is what you know. I'll just say this. If trouble comes to you in a financial way, and you've been studying and meditating and you've been declaring and speaking things you know, concerning finances, and trouble comes financially, you have the ability to hear that financial, concerning financial issues. If you never thank God on a daily basis, if you never study the Word concerning your health and healing, If you never confess and declare, Father, I thank you that you sent your word and you healed me. I thank you that by the stripes of Jesus, what he bore at Calvary was to heal me and to deliver me. If you're not meditating on things like that, confessing things like that on a day-to-day basis, when trouble comes physically, first thing that your mind does is go to the circumstance and try to figure out how I'm going to fix this. When in all actuality, God's already fixed it. He's already healed us. We're not the sick trying to find our healing. We're the healed. And we're declaring, if we have word, when trouble comes, if I've already developed and been meditating and spending time in who God says that I am, where health and healing is concerned, or whatever other area is concerned, if I've been meditating on that and spending time there, then that's what I'm going to hear because immediately Jesus spoke. Notice what Jesus said. And, and just think about this on your day-to-day in your own life. It says, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. 
it's me. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. What's he saying? Be of good cheer. You know know what he's saying? The circumstances that you're looking at are not real. Yeah, but pastor, this is real. Depends on what you choose to believe. I didn't say that the natural circumstances are not evident. We're not calling something that is as though it isn't. We've learned to call things that be not as though they were. We're not denying something. You may have symptoms in your physical body. I'm not saying you deny the symptoms. No, I don't have any of these. I don't feel any this way. Uh, I don't care what the doctors say or anything else. I don't have, none of that's mine. I'm just... No, 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 no. no, that'll never get rid of it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Okay, I, I have that. But that's not the report I'm believing. God sent his word and already healed me. By his stripes, I was healed 2,000 years ago. Those are the things that will come up in me and out of me when that's what I've been meditating on. Jesus said, what did he say? I'm telling you today, no matter what, where you're at, what you face today, this is what Jesus is saying to you. Be of good cheer. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't allow yourself to focus on that because you will not be of good cheer when you're focusing on problems. And say deny to ignore the problem, act like the problem's not there. I didn't say that. Say replace with replace what you see and feel and the way it appears to be with what God says is so. That's what He said we could do. And that's the part that we play in seeing His plan for our life come to fruition and come to pass on a day-to-day basis. That's our part. If you don't play your part, it won't just happen. A lot of people are waiting on God to do things that will never happen because He's already done it. Many times when people are waiting on God, it's God waiting on us to take His plan and do it. Not do your plan, no. People say, well, you know, I, you know then, then that means I'm God. No, 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 no. Not at all does it mean you're God in His place. You're a child of God. Doing what Father said, doing it His way, and when you do it His way, it'll work the way He said it will work. And I'll just tell you, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of preparation and planning and developing and growing into that person God wants you to be. All along the way, there's things that you face, things that come at you, attitudes and ideas, things that that you want to stay with, you want to hold on to and keep certain mindsets of the path. You want to stay in that place. All along, God's saying, you stay with that, then we, we can't do business. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. Doesn't mean any of those kind of things. But we can't do business here if you choose to stay like that. You you choose to stay selfish in this situation. You you choose to allow jealousy to continue to rule in your life. You continue to put your mouth on other people that have been created in my image. You continue. We can't work together. 
I love you. I'm your father. I'm here for you. But until you do what I tell you to do and work on learning what it means to get free from those attitudes, we can't work together. We're joint heirs with him. We have a part to play in seeing his plan come to pass in our lives. Everybody say amen. Amen. Be of good cheer. It's me. Don't be afraid. And then Peter. Peter answered him and said, Lord, If it's you, he just said it's him, right? He said, it's me. He said, said, hey, it's me. Okay, Lord, if it's you, okay, what's that? Okay, he's doubting, but you know what? It's It's not that bad of a thing. He's doubting, but, but, you know, what the other guys do in the boat? I mean, at least Peter said something, you know. He's like, uh, Lord, if it's you. What did I just say? But still, he said, if it's you. Tell me to come. Well, I'm Jesus. Jesus said, it's me. Come. He's not going to lie. Well, it's not me, but come on. Or whatever. No. It's him. Come. So it wasn't necessarily the will of God for Peter to walk on the water. Jesus just answered his question. But, huh? Did Peter walk? Anybody in here ever walked on water? He walked. He didn't step out and sink. He stepped out and he walked. There's hope for all of us. Amen? For any situation that you face, I'm telling you, he doubted, but he walked anyway. I'm telling you, you have to do that. I can't tell you how many things that I've doubted, but I walked anyway. Okay, Lord, I'm I'm struggling. Lord, help my unbelief, but that's kind of what Peter was saying. Lord, okay, uh, help my unbelief, but, but I'm, I'm still going to walk. See, this thing of learning how to trust is a messy issue. It's, it's not easy. And there's a lot of messes that we've made and we continue to make at different times. But listen, God is merciful and He's full of grace and His abundant grace is available to us no matter what it looks like, no matter how many times that we mess up or screw up. But Peter walked... And then he began to sink. Why? Because of what he saw. Like our circle this morning, those voices. Oh, Peter, you're going to die. You idiot. What are you, nobody, what, come on, you're going to die. He starts sinking. Jesus, save me. You know one thing I noticed about this story? Uh, Come here, Brian. Come stand up here with me. 
Okay, so stand, stand right there, okay? So he's st- already starting to sink, okay? <clears throat> so see, here, here he is. And he's, he's yelling and screaming, Ah, save me! So Jesus grabs him by the hand, and he pulls him up, and the boat's probably over there. And they're walking again like this. Watch, watch me. And the storm didn't stop as they're walking. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. So he just needed a little help. Anybody ever need a little help? Anybody ever need a little skin in the game? Sometimes we're the Jesus that other people need. Listen to me. Peter walked again. I mean, you know, Jesus was away from the boat. They couldn't tell it was him, so he had to be a distance away, right? And he grabs him, and they walk in the storm, but he had some help. The reason that I pray for you every single day, and I never miss, I never, I can't miss. Paul said he couldn't miss to the church at Ephesus. Because if I'm going to teach you things like this, You need prayer, and you need encouragement in the spirit realm to believe that this stuff is really real. You have to be prayed for. You have to be praying for other people. If you're ministering to somebody on the job or somebody you come in contact with, maybe somebody at the store or some convenience store, you're somewhere on a regular basis and you're ministering, they've got to have your prayers. They can't do it on their own. You share something with them, listen, You share anything, any word that you share with anybody at all, the enemy's coming after it to steal that word. Unless you pray. We have to pray. What Jesus, what what does the Bible say? Who, Who is Jesus to us in the earth? He ever lives to make intercession for us. Jesus interceded for Peter. Kind of a different light with Peter, right? All he needed was a little bit of help. That's all you and I need, just some help. That's it. Look what Peter did. Look what he accomplished. Yeah, he denied Jesus. Yeah, he did what he did, but look what he accomplished for the church. Because somebody interceded starting with Jesus. I'm telling you, Jesus is interceding for you. But there's just something... When some skin breaks the cycle of our sinking, hey, I just, God told me to pray for you today. Listen, don't underestimate those kind of things. And I'll just tell you this. Don't underestimate when God brings somebody to your mind that he's telling you to encourage them. Number one, pray for them, but encourage them by maybe just a phone call, a text. Today you don't even have to talk to people. Praying for you, love you. 
<laughs> All the emojis. Ah! I'm with you. <laughs> right? I mean, it, 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 I mean, don't underestimate how people need that. Don't underestimate it. I mean, what if tomorrow something you're facing, you got a text from somebody with three emojis? Two prayers and a heart. You think that'd touch your heart? Sure it would. Especially if you're going through something. Just letting, somebody letting you know that you're praying for them. That God would think enough about them to put them on your heart. And God wants us to stay open with things like that. To wake up every morning thanking God for another great day. The Bible says that the Spirit of God looks throughout the earth finding somebody who will be open and willing to do what God wants done in the day. I mean, I mean what the heck does Tuesday matter when we still have Monday to face and deal with and what, what, who, what, forget Monday we got the rest of today there's all kinds of things that could happen from now until you go to sleep tonight amazing opportunities that face us but so oftentimes we're dreading tomorrow we're dreading the week we're dreading this thing and that thing meditating listening to those voices crowding us and crowding our personal space and <clears throat> I'm a I'm going to write a book on that one. <laughs> no, no, you write the book. No, I'm going to write the book, and I'm going to, and you're, and I'm going to put you in, in it, and, and you're going to do the forward in it, okay? And 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 you're, and I'm going to give you credit for for half of it. No, I'm too. <laughs> that was great. But to not allow those voices. And what the enemy wants to do to steal from you God's purpose and his plan for, to, for, for right now. God wants you to enjoy. I'm challenging some of you today. I want you to leave here today. Go out on the front steps. Stand there for a second. Look at the beautiful view that you have from up here. Take a deep breath and go enjoy the rest of the day. And every time... that if some thought of worry or anything else comes to you, slap your face. <laughs> or something. I do something. Get yourself. Stop it! We're not doing that in the name of Jesus. We're not. God, you told me to cast every care, to not worry and have anxiety, but to come before you with thanksgiving and thank you for how great that this day is and this time and this period and all the people you've connected me with. Father, I'm so grateful and thankful today. Amen. Sometimes, though, you got to stop yourself by slapping yourself or pinch yourself or get somebody else to pinch you. Hmm? Some people are really good pinchers. Something to get your attention. Can you say amen to that? But Jesus said to Peter, before they walked, <laughs> Here, here's Jesus. He grabs him. 
Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Water going all over in their faces. And he's, he's, he, Jesus isn't thinking about the circumstances and what's going on. He's thinking about, why did you doubt? It was me. I told you to come. Just walk. Don't be moved by what you see. See, there's, there's a lot of different components in what I'm talking about right here, ways you can look at this. I encourage you to read it and let God reveal some things to you out of that passage right there about your day-to-day, your walk day-to-day. Amen? But he said, oh, you have little faith. He didn't say he didn't have any faith. He said little faith. Why did you doubt? Little faith walked. I said little faith walked. Little faith walked on water. Little faith did an amazing feat. Little faith. So, I don't care how little your faith is, just develop it. Because little faith causes amazing things to happen. And when you start sinking, get a hold of it. Get a hold of what he's saying. You know? Get a hold of what's being prayed for you. I promise you, if nobody else is praying for you, I'm praying for you. But at the end of the day, He ever lives to make intercession for you. You know why Jesus is alive? To pray for you. Dang. Amen? Matthew 21. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt... You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, because this is the story of Jesus cursing the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done, and whatever things you ask in prayer believing, you will receive. Now listen to this in the, in the Message Bible. Dang, my face, that hurt. <laughs> so the Message Bible in verse 21. But Jesus was matter of fact yes and if you embrace this kingdom life and don't doubt God you'll not only do you'll not only do minor feats like I did to the fig tree a minor feat Hmm. you'll not only do minor feats like cursing a fig tree and it dries up from the root but also triumph triumph over but also triumph over huge (laughs) he didn't want me to say that hello I won't yell so loud but also triumph over huge obstacles this mountain for instance You'll tell, go jump in the lake, and it'll jump. Absolutely everything ranging from small to large, and and what are we talking about? Day to day, small things, large things. As you make it a part of your believing prayer, as you make it a part of your day to day, day to day, your believing prayer, gets results as you lay hold of God. So all of this is about laying hold of the things of God, getting a grip of what God's plan is, how God does things day to day. 
There's not anybody sitting in here today that understands everything about what I'm talking about today, including me. I don't care how many times you've heard something like this taught. You remember some of this probably if you were here in February when we taught the series on Wednesday, on Wednesday nights. But nobody understands what I'm talking about today like they need to understand it. And so the more we do that and the more we make it a part of our day-to-day time and prayer and confessions to where it's building us and we're confident in the things of God, then nothing will move us. Because he said, and I'll just read out of the King James here, but what he said in that first verse, in verse 21, he said, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you'll do what Jesus did to the fig tree and you'll do bigger things as the message said. You'll do small things to large things. Whatever you face, you're able to handle it because what you're handling situations with is the power of God. He's already set up what his will is. If I embrace that, and I put it to work, then I'm doing my part to see His will established. In other words, when I'm declaring something, and I'm in faith speaking at a a situation that is trying to get the best of me, or trying to grab me, and trying to keep me in fear, when I'm saying what God said, then what I'm doing is, I'm declaring what God has already said is so. And when I join my belief to that, I get the same results that Jesus got. And it'll always be that way because God set it up that way. Amen? Amen? And who are you and I? Galatians 3 and 29 says, if you're Christ's, if you're born again, then are you Abraham's seed and you're heirs according to the promise. The promise of the Spirit, but every other promise and that you're heirs to every single promise in God's Word. Can you say amen to that? In, um, in Romans 4, and I just, I'm going to end with this. If we're Christ, then we're Abraham's seed. And this is, I, I want to read this part of, um, of what Abraham said. And, and in verse 16, that is what, and I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of nations. This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there is no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And and, and I'm one of those and so are you. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years old, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And isn't that funny that it said that Abraham never wavered? Excuse me? 
How about for 24 plus years where he struggled with it? Where he walked, he did things, he, he was faithful in a lot of stuff, but he began to sink. He began to sink and, and listen to the voices and then try to work things out on his own and take, take hints and ideas from other people instead of staying with what God said. And because of that, it took him 24 years to get to the place where he believed God. And then, and then the Bible said, then the Bible said, he never wavered. You know what the Bible says about you? From today on, never wavered. Old things are passed away and everything's brand new today. He never wavered. Why? Because you took what Pastor Bert said today, you took it to heart, you went and meditated on it, you spent time in the Word itself, and as you spent time in the Word and it, and it becomes real to you, all of a sudden He reveals to you things out of the Scriptures we talked about that we didn't even talk about. Because He's the true teacher. And He delivers the real message to us when we do something with it. So did, today... A thing that I was going to take the care of, that I was going to worry about, I was going to fret over. Not today. I'm not slapping myself again. <laughs> you slap yourself, you stop yourself. No, we're not doing this. Father, I thank you that you care about me, you love me. Lord, you said that not to worry about tomorrow. I was concerned about tomorrow. I've got this thing at work and I'm not sure what to do. But you said for me not to worry about tomorrow. That tomorrow has enough cares of its own. Seek first my kingdom and my righteousness today, and I'll be everything you need me to be today, and I'm already in tomorrow. I've already got the answers there if you're clear-minded enough to hear what I want you to do. I wrote down just several things I'll give them to you as, as we end. <clears throat> Present-day examples of Peter sinking. The boss... You're at work, and they say, you know what? We don't need you any longer. Really? Thought comes, fear tries to grip. No, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, right? Someone at work or someone around you or whatever lied about you. They said something, and it wasn't true. Father, forgive them. They don't really know what they're doing. They know what they said, but they don't know what they're doing. And what, the, what, what they're stirring up in the, and, and the hole that they're digging for themselves when they're doing what they're doing. Father, forgive them. <clears throat> what I'm making today is not enough. I don't have enough to pay my bills and do all these kind of things. No, Father, you said that you meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Someone shout amen to that. <clears throat> Somebody at work or church or wherever gossiped about you and they talked about you. Father, I choose to do what 1 Corinthians 13 says. I choose to believe, believe the best in all people and that's where the Holy Spirit comes in because many times if you get a report second, third, or fourth hand about what someone said about you, most of the time that's really not what it is and what you need to listen to is the voice of the Spirit telling you the truth about it instead of listening to what other people say. How many in here, how many in here you would love it if someone said something bad about you and the person that heard it believed it. How many would love that? No. I choose never to do that. I choose never to believe what people say about someone else. I just choose not to do it. I'm not believing 
what I hear. And you say, well, you mean you just have to hear it from the person. You know what? Maybe so, but even when I hear it from the person, if they tell me what they did, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to believe the best in them. Amen? And that's what we have to practice doing day to day. Or the voices will convince you. And I mean, man, you'll have 15 people agreeing with you how bad this person is because of what they said. And possibly they didn't even say it. Anyway, you can't sleep at night. You wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep. The Bible says he gives his beloved, I'm his beloved, sweet sleep. I thank him for it every day. Can you say amen? amen? Doctors give you a bad report, so on and so on. Those kind of things. By his stripes, I'm healed. He sent his word and healed me, delivered me. Those are the things day to day, situations like that, reports that come, voices that speak, that cause us to begin to sink. If you listen to the word of God, God will keep you from sinking. If you as a person listen to the voice of God, you may be some skin in the game that'll help someone else from sinking. But ultimately, what they have to get is the Word of God. All of us. I don't care who you are. You, you have to get the Word. The Word is what stops the sinking. The Word is what establishes, establishes us and causes us to be who God created us to be so that we can fulfill the plan He had for us before the foundation of the world. And i just tell you right now, you're not going anywhere. You've got nothing else to do in life, first and foremost, but develop and renew your mind into who you are in Christ so that everything else you do will prosper in advance. You have no time not to spend time in the Word and in the things of God day to day. Can you say amen?